Fashion icon Anna Wintour said she just loves what our next host is doing this season with his red beret and satin jacket. Here's the very in vogue Curtis Sliwa. Not. In fact, I noticed the mood surrounding the Met gathering of all the freakazoids, trendoids, jet setters. Uh, what, the, what the hell is his name again? He was away last week. I forget. Oh, flip out. Okay. James flip out in our news department. He, no doubt, like so many of you, you were all ensconced uh, with all the trendoids, freakazoids, jet setters. Let, let, let's see who was there. Oh, oh, there was Kim Kardashian and all the Kardashians. Check. The TikTok girls. Yeah, they went to Matt. Yeah, check. Uh, Kylie Jenner. Check. Cardi B. Check. Yeah, Rihanna. They were all there. And they were all talking with one another. You know, don't worry about this First Republic Bank collapse. Uh, second largest bank failure in the history uh, of America. Three failed banks this year were bigger than 25 that crumbled in two, 2008. Don't worry. Be happy. Bobby McFerrin's song. Jamie Dimon, he's got it. J.P. Morgan Chase. Don't worry about it. The, the sucker taxpayers will make good on all of our deposits and all our wealth and riches. And I'm saying to myself, now, wait a second. Hold on, Lou. Who is missing from the gathering? Now, I went through uh, the list of all the trendoids, freakazoids, and jet setters. The transgender Dylan Mulvaney apparently had not been invited because I guess they didn't want her saying this. I was walking around and everyone was staring. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? And they were all staring directly at my crotch. And I went, oh, I forgot that my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches sometimes because mine doesn't look like a little Barbie pocket. Peekaboo, I see you, right? Hey, how come, uh, how come uh, Dylan Mulvaney, transgender of the moment, embraced by so many of the Kardashians, TikTok girls, Kylie Jenner, Cardi B, Rihanna, and all those trendoid freakazoids jet setters wasn't invited? But I was screaming at the top of my lungs, having come down from the Bronx, uh, Morris Park, Van Ness area. I'll talk about that later with the issue with the weed shops popping up all over the place and no cops. And I see the transverse on 86, Lou, and I'm like going nuts. They had like half the police department there. They closed off from the west side to the east side to the very trendy Met gathering. Nobody could get through. You would have thought it was the annual march of the totalitarian dictators, uh, the tyrants, and the uh, <laughs> despots that happens every year with the United Nations General Assembly. That I get. Because a lot of these guys would get whacked uh, by their own folks uh, back in the countries where they are oppressive, third world or first world. But we did this all for the trendoids, freakazoids, jet setters. Had like half the police department there to protect their tuchuses. And they didn't even invite. Say it ain't so, Lou. Say it ain't so. They didn't even invite Dylan Mulvaney. Let's hear it again for Dylan. I was walking around and everyone was staring. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? And they were all staring directly at my crotch. And I went, oh, I forgot that my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches sometimes. Because mine doesn't look like a little Barbie pocket. I would have thought they would have been serving Bud Light at the Met last night. These fake, phony, fraudulent, fagacy hypocrites. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and
Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. As they are assembled along the border with Texas, the illegal aliens are ready to bum rush into the United States in greater numbers than ever before because Title 42 will be over by May 11th. And President Joe Biden has activated uh, army units, 1,500 who will be armed but only are to use arms in self-defense. And more chaos. More craziness and more illegal aliens flooding into our country. That's a lead story today. But in advance of that, the front page of the New York Post said it all. Adams claims it's racist for Texas to bust, they say migrants, I say illegal aliens, to New York. And let's face it, Eric Adams throughout his entire life has played the race card time and time again when his back is to the wall. But I want to credit our colleague, Sid Rosenberg, who uh, actually uh, boxed him in earlier today on Sid and Friends on this uh, illegal alien issue. We'll get to those comments in the second part of that. I'm devoting the whole hour to that because that's how important this subject is. But we have to go back in time because, remember, all these politicals, I don't care who they are, Democrats or Republicans, bank on the fact, and I've been in private conversations with them on both sides of the aisle, that all of you are stupid. You can't remember what they said five seconds ago, five minutes ago, five days ago, five weeks ago, five years ago, except I'm like an elephant I never forget. And I have all the cuts of what all these key people were saying back in August. When Governor Abbott said, no mas, no mas, the state of Texas cannot handle this illegal alien invasion any longer. I'm putting the illegals on buses and I'm sending them to the northern cities, starting with Washington, then Weaver York, then Chicago, and then wherever else they want to go at Texas taxpayers' expenses. And remember, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, was waiting at the Port Authority, 42nd Street, 8th Avenue, in his $5,000 customized suits, telling all of the illegals, who's your daddy? Who's your Papa Chulo? Come one, come all, because we're going to treat you better than we treat our own citizens. Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Um, that is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. So imagine, you're an illegal alien, you're over in Juarez, opposite of El Paso. You're watching this, naturally, on their cell phones. They all have cell phones. Even in third world countries, everybody's got a cell phone. And you're watching it on Telemundo, you're watching it on every Spanish language TV station, 
and you're seeing that the mayor is welcoming you. And in addition, side by side with him was Santa Claus in the form of Cardinal Dolan of the Archdiocese of New York, representing Catholic Charities, who was saying, come one, come all, we need you to fill the pews of our empty Catholic churches on Sunday because nobody's coming to the English masses, but we know that all of you do come to the Spanish language masses. These just aren't cases. These just aren't, uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey. But yet they're filled. There's, I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. Oh, there's no animosity. Meantime, they were being put up in three-star top-shelf hotels, all within the Times Square area. And report after report was that they were saying they're not grateful. They don't want their meals. It's not culturally sensitive. They were screaming, we want con arroz, habichuelas, beans and rice, but we want a chuleta on top, pork chops. And who facilitated that? Of course, Eric Adams, mayor of the illegal aliens. And to a degree, Catholic Charities through Cardinal Dolan because it wasn't their money. It was federal tax dollars. They get federal tax dollars to bring the illegal aliens in from the Biden administration. They won't acknowledge it, but it's all on record. And by the way... Where do you think they were encouraging them to come? Nueva New York, which was offering more benefits, more swag than any other city if you happen to be an illegal alien. And then also jumping in at that time was the schmuck Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, who was explaining to all of us as if we were idiots, as if we, we couldn't think this out for ourselves, that we should be welcoming them because we weren't following the rules of uh, creating more children. And because we had a dearth in population, we need the illegals. Listen to this nonsense back in August. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Or how many undocumented there are here is millions more schmuck parts. And you know the goal is just like Tammany all had when the Irish were coming uh, to the tip of Manhattan boatloads during the potato famine. Give them money. Uh, let them know that they're Democrats for life. They owe us, and we're going to come get them every time we need the Democratic votes. That's really what this is all about. And by the way, Chuck Schumer supports Planned Parenthood with our federal dollars, uh, in which they provide marital contraceptive aids. I thought we wanted to try to level out the population. There are 8 billion people in the world, right? It's... it's uh, causing us to be depleted of badly needed resources. But I guess now it's our fault. We didn't create enough children. So a typical politician, I don't care who they are, uh, they flip-flop. And that was indicative of the schmuck-to-putz, Chuck E. Cheese humor, who controls so much of what comes out of Washington. And he was Eric Adams at that time. Oh, so grateful, so grateful. I was happy that Senator Schumer and not King Jeffries, the leader of the Democratic Party, both the Senator Schumer and Hap. Uh, was able to allocate money to deal with what's happening here, but we need more. That was $8 million. 
Adams wants $4 billion. $8 million. That's all that Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries ponied up. And then, all of a sudden, who was Eric Adams blaming for this? Was he blaming Joe Biden? No. Vice President Harris? He <laughs> giggles. No. He was blaming Abbott and vilifying him. Things as a political uh, play, it's, 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 it's just, he finally admitted what we were saying. And uh, we're going to continue to be open arms. This is who we are as a city. And we just need help from the federal government. We have a, we're having a great conversation this afternoon with the federal government uh, to figure out how we can get this right. But it is despicable what we're witnessing in Texas. Despicable what they were witnessing in Texas. He was calling Greg Abbott a racist, as was his new partner, in this absolutely outrageous team that they've created. We'll talk about that in the next segment. The Swagger Man and Beetlejuice, that's right. Eric Adams and Lori Lightfoot, lightweight, are now teamed up on this. And remember what he threatened to do? Hey, Eric, I know your folks are listening at City Hall. Remember in September, you said you were going to take buses, not to send the illegal aliens back. You were going to take buses with you and your friends and you were going to go down in Texas because Abbott was up for re-election against the golden child from El Paso himself, Rourke. And you were going to knock on doors. You were going to help unseat Abbott. How quickly the press forgets all the things that Eric Adams says. And he knows that the press, because his complexion is his uh, protection, And the general public, he banks on the fact, won't remember, but I collect everything. I'm like a a squirrel collecting the nuts, uh, the sort of uh, words that drip from the lips of the flip-flop mayor himself, Eric Adams. I already called all of my friends in uh, Texas and told them how to cast their vote. And uh, I am deeply contemplating taking a busload of New Yorkers uh, to go to Texas and do some good old-fashioned door knocking uh, because we we have to, for the good of America, we have to get them out of office. How about taking those buses you claimed you were going to charter to go down and unseat Abbott? And by the way, he blew away Rourke, 5545. How about you just send them down to Wilmington, Delaware? You send them to the beachside house of Joe Biden, the one that you're finally so begrudgingly uh, pointing to as the problem here, Joe Biden. Nah, you're not going to do that. And then when you yourself were caught shipping illegal aliens out of New York and encouraging them to go to Canada. You lied, you lied, you lied. No, we don't uh, send migrants to Canada. (laughs) That needs to be clear. Every time he laughs, that nervous laugh, you know the guy is lying. Could I hear that one more time, Lou? Because on this very program, February 2nd, I co-busted him, and it was followed up by an expose by the New York Post. But listen to him again when he was confronted with the fact that the National Guard sent by his friend Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb was at the Port Authority giving money, petty cash, with tickets already purchased at taxpayers' expense to the illegals from the Watson Hotel on 57th near CBS BlackRock and sending them up to uh, Plattsburgh and encouraging them to make their way to Quebec across the border and to go to Montreal. 
Uh, we had all the documentary evidence, and this was his response. No, we don't uh, send migrants to Canada. <laughs> that needs to be clear. And then when the black mayor of Denver was threatening to send the illegals being sent to Denver to New York City, remember how he was hissy, had a hissy fit. I picked up the phone. I talked to the brother in Denver. I said, that would be wrong, brother to brother. We got to stick together in solidarity. This is all McWhitey Whitey against us black mayors. Up next, you're going to hear the new team. Oh, yeah, it's uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegals. And the uh, mayor in default in Chicago, Lori Lightfoot Lightweight, who I call Beetlejuice, they've teamed up together to declare that Abbott and Texas are racist, and this is all a plot against black mayors. Talking about this is the Rip and Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Compliments to my colleague, Sid Rosenberg, in the morning. He had on the swagger man, Eric Adams, with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. And he boxed him in on uh, his very dear friend, Eric Adams, claiming it's racist for Texas to bus illegal aliens to New York. And, uh, well, he and others should have seen this coming. I'll tell you why. Because when Eric Adams was in Washington last week on the stage of the annual Black Mayors Conference of uh, America, side by side with him as a partner throughout the process, they were like the co-hosts. You had uh, Eric Adams, all of a sudden proud Euro-Asiatic black man talking black to the black crowd. Uh, Like he said here when he claimed that forget the Fortune 500 companies, Forget the New York Stock Exchange. Forget the companies who do business in America on the private sector side. He, in fact, is the CEO of the largest corporation in America. I'm the CEO of the largest corporation in America, and my bald head, earring-wearing swagger is running this city my way. My way. That's swag. Yes, sir. His way. Right into the ground, spending $4 billion of our tax dollars, New York City tax dollars, on this illegal alien invasion. And I thought it odd when he was saying that, side by side, sitting in a chair, as she had been the week before at the National Action uh, Conference in the Sheraton, led by Al Slim Shady Sharpton, side by side with uh, our mayor, was uh, Beetlejuice, Mayor Lori Lightfoot Lightweight, who was uh, voted out. But apparently, uh, Eric Adams and her, they're like a team now. They're like a team. In fact, remember in Washington, they were making excuses for young thugs and young thuggets? And the mayor and I are clear. We are not going to remain silent. We're not going to pretend as though there is some conscious 
failures that are taking place. We've got to do more to make sure that we intervene in a proactive way to provide support and love to these young people at the earliest possible stage in life. So you see, Eric Adams is like the all-everything bagel you order when you go to the bagel store for the schmear. He tries to satisfy everybody and satisfies nobody. So, for instance, and I again, I applaud our colleague Sid Rosenberg because he wouldn't let Eric Adams get away with this nonsense on his show this morning about the illegal aliens. But you see, Eric Adams was talking white speak to a predominantly white audience. He was on WBLS over the weekend and doing black speak and praising Alton Maddox in his death. Like one of the biggest racists against white people who's ever lived. It was responsible for the Tawana Brawley nonsense along with C. Vernon Mason and Al Sharpton, right? So it's called white speak and black speak. So let's get down to it. Here was our colleague as uh, he pinned down uh, Eric Adams on calling Abbott racist. And I got to be honest, I'm sick of hearing that word racist. And I got to tell you something, Eric. When people start to use that word racist every time something doesn't go their way, sometimes they are uh, unfairly labeled racist themselves. This isn't racism. This is about a different color than black. It's called blue. Every one of these cities, whether it's you know, Denver or D.C. or New York or Chicago or Los Angeles, they're Democrat cities. has nothing to do with black people white people. It's called Democrat policies. So I don't like it when you use that word. I really don't because what it does is it dilutes what real racism is. And this is more political than it is black or white. And I know you know that. Great. I think first uh, there needs to be a level of accuracy and what my comments were, because if you look at my comments, and that's why I put out a written statement, I didn't use the term racist. <laughs> you said that Abbott was targeting black cities with black mayors. Come on. Come on, Eric. We're not stupid here. We may be white people at WABC, the majority of the listeners, but being white does not make us stupid. And then he went on to talk about how Governor Abbott, sitting in Austin, has a map on the uh, wall there, and he says, Give me the biggest cities in the north, but especially the cities where the mayors are black. Where did Abbott send the migrants? To New York, to Chicago, to Denver, to Los Angeles, to Houston, to Washington. Each one of those cities are run by black mayors, each one of them. So if he could have, he passed over thousands of cities to make his way to uh, cities that are run by black men. Well, you know, what's amazing is that when he was uh, the co-hostess with Beetlejuice, uh, Lori Lightfoot, lightweight, the defrocked mayor of Chicago at the annual Black Mayors Conference of the United States in Washington just last week, uh, both he and Beetlejuice and the other black mayors were actually talking about that. Hey, black people have done so well that we're now in charge of the major American cities uh, that the United States is dependent on. New York being number one, Los Angeles number two. You have Chicago number three. Uh, you have uh, Denver number four. And Washington, D.C. number five. And he was proud of that. And they should be proud. Because it was a time you never would have thought 
that any African-American could be elected mayor, especially after the disaster of Dinkins in New York City and some of the other first uh, African-American mayors that were elected. You remember Marion Brown, crackhead Marion Brown, Barry, excuse me, Barry, Barry in D.C. You would have thought that would have been it. But it wasn't. So, of course, be proud of that. But then Sid comes back swinging and tells Eric Adams, these illegals want to come to New York City here because of the accommodations you're affording them. I understand there's a right to shelter, but in some of these cities, they take it to another extreme. Fancy hotels, free meals, Xbox. What if I told you the migrants wanted to go to those cities because those black mayors treat those people better than maybe they should be treated? Now, hold on a second, Sid. I realize you have to walk a tightrope in order to get the mayor to come on. All these other cities, Denver, Los Angeles, Chicago, Washington, D.C., do not offer five-star accommodations, do not offer Xboxes, do not offer everything that Eric Adams, their Papi Chulo, their Who's Your Daddy uh, mayor, has not only offered them but made sure to give them uh, above and beyond anything that has ever been provided to our own homeless, some of them who are veterans, are emotionally disturbed, our own U.S. citizens. But it's okay. Great question. And then Eric Adams uh, shoots back and says there's a different reason why all these illegals want to come to New York City. Not because they see it on Channel 41, Telemundo, or Channel 47. Uh, in Spanish, their native language, that New York City is the most generous in terms of offering food, accommodations, uh, anything you need. All the ancillary items that you never thought you'd ever get as an illegal alien anywhere else. When you look at how this was done, particularly in Texas, they had and informed the asylum seekers if you want to go to any other city, you have to pay. But if you want to go to New York, we will send send you there for free. And so there was a clear target on these cities. You're lying. Now, see, Sid doesn't know this because he wasn't uh, totally involved as I am. And I've been on the jockstrap of Catholic Charities that gets all the federal tax dollars and then provides free transportation. It has nothing to do with paying your way. Could I hear that one more time, Lou, because this is an out-and-out lie, one of many, that Eric Adams has told all during this saga of welcoming illegal aliens at New York City taxpayers' expense. When you look at how this was done, particularly in Texas, they had and informed the asylum seekers, if you want to go to any other city, you have to pay. But if you want to go to New York, we will send send you there. For free. And so there was a clear target on these cities. So let me get this straight. (laughs) Catholic Charities, which is sitting on a ton of federal tax dollars provided by the Biden administration, $1 for the illegals, $1 for Catholic Charities. None of that Catholic Charities money, by the way, was collected at Sunday Mass or given by any of the supporters of the Catholic Church. It's all federal tax dollars that... Me, you, and nobody else agree to. The Biden administration, remember, the most Catholic of all presidents, he claimed, has used Catholic charities with the acknowledgement of Cardinal Dolan uh, to funnel the money to bring the illegal aliens to wherever they wanted to go. And they were given choice right there on the ground. They didn't have to pay for Jack Diddley squat anything. What a lie. 
We ended up paying for that through federal tax dollars that were funneled to Catholic charities. So that if all of a sudden you're in uh, Nicaragua, you're in uh, you're in Colombia, you're in Ecuador, you're in uh, El Salvador, you're in uh, Guatemala, Honduras, you're in Mexico, you're in the Dominican Republic, you're watching Spanish-language newscasts on uh, Telemundo, uh, and you clearly see that New York City has more advantages to coming there than anywhere else. I mean, look at it right now. On Rector Street, the tallest Holiday Inn in the world, owned by a red Chinese businessman who went bankrupt, who was actually told by the bankruptcy judge in Wilmington to go to Eric Adams and, hey, he's willing to lease rooms from anybody. Maybe he'll bail you out of bankruptcy, which is exactly what we did at $190 a room. You could be in a room overlooking the New York Harbor where the Statue of Liberty is, Ellis Island. You get three squares a day. You get everything you want. And you're overlooking the New York Stock Exchange right on Rector Street at New York City. And that was publicized and went out to all the Spanish-speaking countries, especially the third world countries in the world. And then Eric Adams drops the ultimate lie, comparing it to when many of our grandparents came to Ellis Island. Now, we're going to do what we're supposed to do like we've always done from immigrants that came through Ellis Island from all over the globe. That is what our city is. Eric Adams, when you came to Ellis Island, you had to have a sponsor. On my Italian side, that's exactly what happened to Fidel and Nicoletta Bianchino. At 13 children, the last drop, my mother Francesca, they were coming from Andre and Bari. They were sponsored by their cousin Lamesta who had a funeral parlor in the Bronx. He came down to Ellis Island. When uh, Nicoletta, my grandmother, who could write, was writing letters back and forth, he thought there were only four children. When he saw there were 12 children and that uh, my grandmother, Nicoletta, was pregnant with my mother, Francesca, he actually told the immigration officer, I never saw these people in my life, and they were going to be all sent back to Bonnie on the next ship going back until they were able to find another relative in Brooklyn who would sponsor them. And that means take full responsibility for rent, food, anything that they needed that they couldn't provide for themselves. So that's another lie, another lie. And then he goes on to describe the national problem that this illegal alien invasion is. For all the people we've got here, that's a pimple on the butt compared to what Abbott deals with in Texas every day. You know that. No, to the, to the contrary, I said, and first I want to talk about the fairness of those cities. I'm I'm with you 100%. El Paso shouldn't go through this. Brownsville, Texas shouldn't go through this. Uh, none of these cities should be experiencing this. This is a national problem, and national leaders should be addressing it. National leader, President Joe Biden and his vice president, Giggles Harris. I want to applaud Sid Rosenberg. I oftentimes don't applaud him, but it was great. He wouldn't let him do the rope-a-dope. He wouldn't let him get away with his nonsense, Eric Adams' nonsense and bull feathers on this illegal alien invasion in which he was calling Governor Adams, who threatened to resume the buses going to New York and other cities, a racist plan to destroy black cities. I mean, black-led cities in America. 
This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. You know, you have to make your way throughout the five boroughs and the surrounding tri-state area to know what the really important issues to community residents are. Not the politicians who like to spew hot air and hollowed rhetoric, but the actual people who have to live in these neighborhoods. And I try to go to as many as I possibly can. Last night, it was a pleasure to go up to the Bronx, the Morris Park, Van Ness area which I've had a long, long history uh, of involvement with, going back to when I started the Guardian Angels in February of 1979, not far away, on East Fordham and Webster as a night manager of Mickey D's. And uh, uh, I and another Guardian Angel, Arnold Salinas, who was there with me uh, since the beginning, the whole room gave us a standing ovation. And they were Democrats and Republicans there. It's the one thing they all could agree on, except... There were two other issues that they all agreed on. It was candidates' night for the embattled 13 city councilmanic district, which right now has a Democrat, Marjorie Velasquez, who sold out all the residents, uh, sold out Republicans and sold out Democrats uh, by voting for upzoning in the neighborhood that will destroy it. Uh, as she sold out to uh, the interests of Eric Adams and the developers. That was one. But on the issues uh, that the four candidates could agree on, A, the rising crime, which really, uh, upon going uh, home to the Upper West Side where I share the apartment with my wife Nancy and the uh, rescue cats, uh, to see all the additional cops that were out there for the Met extravaganza shutting down roadways. Like half, half the precincts uh, had people there unnecessarily for the Kardashians and the TikTok girls. See the people passionately saying there are not enough cops. The crime is skyrocketing. And then there are two candidates out of the four that I'm supporting. First time in the history of politics that somebody is embracing a candidate from the Republican Party and a candidate from the Democratic Party uh, to beat this uh, the um, city councilwoman now, Marjorie Velasquez, who is a disgrace, wouldn't even show up although she had her mini-me show up to film it, to record it, and to be sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys, and I gave them a piece of my mind. But when it came to crime, Irina Strada, who I am supporting as a Democratic insurgent, was talking about how both her daughters are members of the NYPD and how she's pro-law and order. And then the Republican insurgent that I'm supporting against county leadership, Republican county leadership, George Hav Havernack, spoke likewise uh, about that passionately. But the issue that resonated in the entire crowd was all these pop-up weed stores. Community resident after community resident. Didn't matter if they were hardcore Biden supporters or Trump supporters. You had a variety of people there, white, blacks, and Hispanics, males and females, were railing about all the pop-up weed stores uh, that by the day, are opening up on White Plains Road, how kids are assembled outside, how they have tables. These are the illegal weed shops, tables where they actually give you samples on the outside. And they're saying it's causing havoc in the neighborhoods. And what the hell is the city or the state doing about it? And I will tell you this, 
The state is claiming that once the budget is signed into law, there's going to be a major crackdown like you never saw before against these illicit cannabis stores. And I'm saying, wait a second. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think that everybody's prepared for this? Of course. The lawyers for the illegal pot shops have already set up LLCs. Many of them are owned by Yemenites who with the same landlord. They have the bodega that's on that block. And they have protected themselves because you're never going to find out who is uh, involved with the LLC. It'll take you a month to Sundays. It'll be impossible to impose tax liens that you can ever collect within our lifetime. They have secured themselves. That is the passionate issue. And that is what the community wants to be for these illegal pop-up weed shops. And that's why I'm supporting, first time ever, two separate candidates from two parties. Irene Estrada, the Democratic insurgent, and George Havranek, the Republican insurgent in the 13th City Council Manic District, where they're going to close those weed shops because government certainly is not.